right, so right now, outside of my window here in Hollywood, there are four men gathered around smoking. I get that they're probably cabin, have cabin fever or whatever, but one of them sounds like he is hacking up his soul. I hate stupid people. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jackie Ray. Welcome to At The Half. It has been so long since I did an At The Half podcast. It was before I moved. Um, and I literally built this set for At The Half. You've seen it on the fumble. You've seen it on Opposite Reaction. It was built for us. It was built for you and me. So hope you guys are doing all right out there. I hope you guys are staying quarantined, staying in the house, avoiding large crowds, practicing social distance. Um, here in Hollywood, it's not happening clearly right outside my window. If you can hear, but nonetheless, um, make sure you are safe. Um, fun fact: This is sweet tea. This is not any sort of libation for those of you who are watching me on YouTube. Wherever you are, make sure you subscribe to me everywhere, especially on Instagram and Twitter at jraythefanatic. If you are listening to this podcast, thank you so much for hanging in there with me because I know it's been a minute. But make sure you go head over to my YouTube page. The link is in the description because I am gonna do some more content. I've got so much time now, so I'm gonna just do random YouTube content. But right now I got a lot to talk about. I know that this is predominantly a sports podcast and you know, right now there's not a lot of sports going on, but, um, I am going to get to some sports stuff at the end of this segment. We're going to talk about, um, Mark Cuban and his battle with senators. Um, Travis Frederick, the center for the Dallas Cowboys is out, but we're going to start off because I'm concerned about y'all like legit concerned outside of the virus itself. I feel like we're in a very weird time primarily because Cardi B is like the most logical and most informed source of information we've had. Not the White House, which is a problem, but she did take to Instagram earlier this week and said this. If number 45 is getting on a podium saying, hey, listen, if you do not have any symptoms of the coronavirus, which is coughing, fever, and whatsoever, et cetera, et cetera, do not get tested because we don't have enough uh, testes to test everybody. But if a celebrity is saying, hey, listen, I don't have no symptoms. I'm feeling good. I feel healthy. I don't feel like nothing. But I went and got tested and I'm positive for the coronavirus. That caused confusion. That made people be like, well, wait a minute now. Uh, I don't have no symptoms, but I know I went out this and that day. Shit, I might just have it. Shit, I'm scared because I'm around my kid. I'm around my grandparents. What should I do? That's very true. And can I just go on record right now and say, I don't want to hear about anybody rich. Look, if you are making over $800,000 a year, I don't want to hear about how you got tested when my family member is sitting in bum freaking Egypt and won't let me visit because he's not sure if he has the flu or the coronavirus, even though he's gone to get tested twice and they just told him to go home and take care of himself. We aren't getting tested. So when Idris Alba says, oh, I went and got tested because I was exposed. And I love Idris, so I probably shouldn't do that whack-ass accent. But when he says, oh, I was, I was exposed to somebody who said they had it, so I went and got a test. Like, like that. And it takes four days to, for you to get the results back. Meanwhile, here in L.A., 100 tests per day. That's insane to me, and it's not fair, and it's not right. Aside from that, um, I don't think we're practicing social distance quite well enough. Um, I've had way too many people come up to me that be like, hey, girl, that I've only, I barely know you. I only know your first name. I don't know your last name. Don't try to hug me. 
what what are you doing? And I'm only at the store because I need necessities. Don't do that. But aside from that, I feel like I'm concerned about, I feel the conspiracy theories are just as bad right now as the virus. I feel like people are freaking out. One thing that I've heard over and over again is, oh, it's just the flu. It's nothing more than just the flu. I get it. Minion 45 put that out there first. Y'all ain't believed him this whole time he been in office. He say that one thing and you're like, oh yeah, it's just a flu. I don't understand you guys, but look, there are so many conspiracy theories. They say it's a government plot for population control. I, look, I said Thanos was right. That's not entirely out of the realm of possibilities. I am black. I live in America. Tuskegee happened. Um, they, the military from, from in the 19th, but 50s and 60s was dropping chemicals on black neighborhoods. Delta Airlines this year got away with dropping fuel on black and brown neighborhoods and with no consequences. Clearly, it is not outside the realm of possibilities in my head with my understanding of this country for this to be some sort of government ploy. But I think we need to really kind of address this because I don't want you guys to make moves in ignorance and you're feeding into these conspiracy theories. So let's get into some of them right now. That's how we're going to start this show out. We're going to get to some of these conspiracy theories. The first one, again, that I am hearing is that heat kills the virus. Okay, so there was a study conducted 10 years ago by Kate Templeton from the Center for Infectious Disease at the University of Edinburgh in the United Kingdom. And she found that um, the coronavirus that she obtained from all patients who had respiratory tract infections... Um, they contracted the disease in, um, marked winter seasonalization, which means, um, the virus seemed to cause infections mainly between December and April, which are the colder months. And she found a similar pattern with influenza. So influenza spread, um, more during the colder months than in the summer months. And a fourth coronavirus, which was mainly found in patients with a reduced immune system was found more sporadic. Um, so whether it's hot or cold, if your immune system is compromised, you're just going to be susceptible to it. And we've heard that narrative a lot. So, um, this doctor, now doctors are kind of looking at that study and they're saying, you know, they found similarities. Um, I spent two years of my life on Saipan. Um, it's an island, it's a tropical island. It is a million degrees there all the time. When it's not a million degrees, it's like 900 degrees. It's hot all the time. Um, and although Governor Torres out there has quarantined, you know, they're doing the same thing we are here in LA and staying safe and staying at home, but they have no cases of the coronavirus. Um, in Jamaica, Jamaica has, um, well, first of all, Saipan has 50,000 people, no cases. Jamaica currently has 21 confirmed cases. 51 pa patients are currently in isolation, but they don't have any like full-blown situations like we do here in the States. So it kind of leads you to think, okay, definitely in the warmer climates, you might be okay. So I think we're just going to have to put that one in the maybe category because I don't think we know enough about this disease to know for sure. But if you notice... I said earlier, 10 years ago, they started studying this. This is not a new virus, just FYI. Um, the other conspiracy theory I've been hearing is that um, if the nation falls under martial law, that Minion 45 can push back the election. Um, this is something that I've actually been perpetuating, so 
my apologies. Um, because I definitely think that his agenda is to push back the election. There was that joke he made when the communist leader in China is now going to be there till he dies. He wanted something similar here. So I don't see him, I don't see it being out of the realm of possibility for him to try to push back the election. Um, but, um, some of this is his fault. I don't want to say that the government has a conspiracy to release this virus onto the world population, but as far as the United States and how fast it is spreading here and the lack of treatments we have, the lack of ability to test people, some of that is Minion 45's fault. He dismantled a national security council that um, was in charge of preparing for pandemics. That's not even funny, but you literally... You literally dismantled the one thing that could have said, hmm, because that's a crazy thing to me. We saw what happened in China. We saw what happened in Italy. We had time, but we had the White House saying, oh, it's just a flu. Wash your hands. You know what I mean? Nah, fool. If all of China is worried, if Italy is singing to each other from balconies, nah, man, nah, 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 you need, you need to say something else. That that's, that's not quite right. Also, his interior department failed to update a pandemic plan, and that pandemic plan was over a decade old. So obviously, as times change, like I said, that study was done on the coronavirus 10 years ago. This is not new. His administration also failed to restock the strategic national stockpile, and that's America's medical store, basically. So it's where supplies, including face masks that are in dire needs by doctors right now, nurses and health professionals all the frontline stuff, those, those supplies were depleted during H1N1. And he just said, Hey, you know what? We're fine. It's not going to happen. Um, that also resulted in the lack of test kits that we have on top of that. He cut, um, the budget for the CDC. Their budget was 12 million. He cut it down to 8 million. So, like I said, some of this is his fault. Um, definitely this administration's fault, but I think it's more a case of negligence versus intentional distribution of a virus. Um, because that would mean that we would have had to go to China. I mean, again, not outside the realm of possibilities. Um, but I don't think that it's likely. So I can see why people would think that Trump would use this as a reason to push back the election. Um, I personally think that's not going to happen unless martial law happens. I don't know if martial law, I don't know. I just don't see us getting to that state. A lot of you do. Um, but Ian, uh, let me see, what's this guy's name? Okay. So Josh Douglas, he is an election law school scholar. And he says that even, um, martial law would likely not give the president power to postpone an election or delay the end of his term. As the Supreme court said in ex parte Milligan in 1866, martial law does not suspend the constitution. So yay, that's cause for, you know, relaxing. But then of course, Ian Mill. Ian Milsner, a senior correspondent at Vox, where he covers Supreme Court issues, he points out that courts usually do defer to national security decisions made by the president, citing the Supreme Court's decision to uphold the Japanese-American detention camps. I love how they call it detention camps. It was a concentration camp. So <laughs> the court's decision to uphold Japanese-American concentration camps during World War II and most recently, Minion 45's Muslim travel ban. So... 
obviously that's outside the constitution, but you know, in cases of national security and I mean, we've seen, we've seen the Patriot act. We know what that means. We know that you can lose your rights during that situation. So, so basically it's possible. Um, but again, I don't think that we need to panic, but here in California, a friend of mine just sent this to me, there's 113 cases of coronavirus in the San Fernando Valley. The reason why that is troubling, they are sending people home and not testing them and telling them to come back in 10 days if their symptoms are worse and their fever is over a hundred and whatever the danger zone is. So that means a huge chunk of people are not getting tested. We know that you could be asymptomatic, meaning you might not have any symptoms, but could actually have it. So there might literally be all of us. And that's the crazy thing. Like there is that scene in The Walking Dead. I think it was season one when the dude that slept with the cop's wife, we found out he had it and he'd never been bitten. And then that's when we learned that it actually is in all of us. And I've read things that have said that, that the coronavirus will pass through all of us at some point that most of us might not know. The problem with that is those of us who are healthy, if we have it and don't know it, and then we go, hey, mom, and give her a big hug and kiss, and she's you know, got uh, some other kind of underlying conditions, now this is bad for her. That's what flattening the curve means. It means be responsible do social distancing so you're not passing it on to someone else and even worse, flooding the system. So then now a hospital that can only take say a hundred people and now your mom is that 101 person, she can't get the treatment that she needs. So that's what I'm saying. Stop being stupid. These people that are standing outside my window right now, laughing and talking and kikiing while one is coughing up his whole life. Idiots. Don't be an idiot. That's all I'm saying. We got to do better. I do want to kind of get to this one conspiracy theory that I have seen. When it first came to me, I was like, haha, I have literally seen it. It has to be more than a hundred times. It's a quote unquote doctor, but I have searched for this man. I cannot find a name. I can't find a practice. Usually doctors will have some sort of they're willing to say who they are, number one. Number two, you can kind of see that they're in a doctor's office, things of that nature. I don't know who this person is, but I do know that this message is going around probably just as fast as the virus. This is one of the things he said. And I remember my wife telling me, there's actually a patent on the coronavirus. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, that figures because the drug companies, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them. But then I looked a little further and there is a patent on it. It's patent US 2006257852. And that was applied for in 2006 by a company called Chiron, which was then bought by GlaxoSmithKline, one of the 10 largest pharmaceutical companies in the world. So, okay, I, first of all, half of the things that we put in our body are designed by pharmaceutical companies to make them money. If you don't believe me, the next time you see a commercial for any type of drug, just listen to all the side effects that that causes. Because once your doctor prescribes that medication for you, he's got to prescribe another medication for you to fight those side effects and whatever side effects that medication. That's why you see older people, sometimes they got these little suitcases of, of pills that they're taking because it's a perpetual cycle. So Again, this is one of those things that are not outside the realm of possibility, but his his points are off and I feel like he's you need to do a little bit more research. To be honest, I'm really glad I watched the movie Contagion because there's this scene in there where 
the virus gets out of hand, they can't fight it because they don't know what it is. So they have to recreate it. You can't fight it if you don't know how it moves. Part of knowing how it moves is to recreate it. So let's investigate. He is right. There is a U.S. patent. It is, he's right with the number. It's US 20062578527852. And it is called severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus. But you have to read, this is the thing. He's definitely not a doctor because all you have to do is scroll down and you will see that that's exactly what this patent is. Um, it's an outbreak of a, a viral respiratory virus known as severe acute respiratory syndrome aka SARS, was identified in Hong Kong, China, and growing in a number of countries around the world in 2003. The um, invention of this virus um, relates to the acids and proteins from the SARS coronavirus. The acids and proteins can be used to uh, use in the preparation and manufacture of vaccine formulations. Yes, there is a patent. Yes, it was created. It was created to figure out how to fight it. So he's disseminating the wrong information, and that's irresponsible. That is not something that a doctor would do. Let's go further. What else you got to say, Doc? So now I'm looking into, well, maybe there's a coronavirus vaccine. And sure as shit, uh, there's a European patent on a coronavirus vaccine. European patent ep 317-231-9B1. That was applied for in 2014. And what do you know? It was just granted in November of 2019. What perfect timing. So again, right. Um, that exact European patent is a vaccine that is listed in Europe. But I'm just going to be honest and say there is a buttload of medical jargon in this that I'm not going to sit here and say that I for sure understand it. This one, unlike the first one, it might as well be in Greek because it's difficult, but I will tell you kind of the easy one, the one that kind of made the most sense to me. So IBV is what they're calling it. And that's the creation of the vaccine. Um, so, well, not the, the creation of what they're using to, to create the vaccine. So it's like their version of the virus. Um, so they're basically saying that coronavirus, that this IBV, this is so weird. I'm trying, I'm going to try my very best to explain this because there's so much jargon in there that was very difficult. I had to look up stuff. Um, but it is a coronavirus vaccine, but to be specific, this virus specifically affects poultry. So they were trying to find a vaccine that addressed the strand of the virus that affected poultry. And it says that. It says that this virus is, resp is, this virus is responsible for more economic loss in the poultry industry than any other infectious disease. So <laughs> this is what I'm saying, people. This, this, is, this to me... In the situation that we are in as a world um, and as a country, these kind of rumors, they incite panic and they incite fear. And in my experience, fear is worse than the actual thing. It just is because it makes you act irrationally. It makes you do stupid things. It makes you fear or even hate your fellow man. So all I'm saying is take in all the information but don't take it at face value. Do some research. Google is your friend. 
So that's that's all I'm saying. Um, I said all that to say this too. I'm not saying it's not a government ploy. I'm not saying that it's not a big plan by the pharmaceutical company. It could be. Their plan will drastically fail if we stop being stupid. The fact that we have to tell grown adults, wash your hands several times a day and wash it with soap and water is weird to me. The fact that we are seeing young people at the beach in Florida and without a care in the world is weird to me. The fact that we had to close parks here in LA because people were like, oh, well, since I'm off, I might as well go hiking. It is weird to me. So whatever ploy this is, and I'm not saying it's a ploy by either side, but if it is, they will lose if we decide not to be stupid. Message of the day, kids. Stop being stupid. All right? <laughs> All right, well, I hope you guys aren't really freaked out because there's nothing to be freaked out about. Um, so let's move on to some sports news. I just want to talk really quickly about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban is one of my favorite people um, in the world, but I would like to just point out that he... You know, he was on the forefront of saying, hey, I'm going to take care of the people who work for me during this time because I know obviously we can't work because we're shutting down the stadium. There's no basketball. These people need to be taken care of. They're, off, they're working paycheck to paycheck. He was the first NBA owner to say it. He set the precedent and then he stuck to it. This man, this man is all about people. I love Mark Cuban. I just do. Um, but he told some senators um, – Senator Schumer, who I believe is the New York Democrat, and then John Corrin, who is the Democrat, or I might be flipping them around, two-party system, whatever. They, they from one side or the other. But he told them, because, you know, we're, on, we're at this stalemate, because a lot of people are not working right now, so now we have to make sure people are okay in some way, shape, or form, so... The Republican and Democratic Party are at a stalemate. So he says, both of you, he said, he took to Twitter and said, both of you need to do your fucking job. <laughs> stop kissing. He said, Senator Schumer, stop kissing progressive asses. We can't solve every problem in this deal. John Corrin, stop kissing big corporate ass. They don't need buybacks or executive bonuses. They have no choice but to take any deal they can get. He's absolutely right. But the pettiest thing that I have ever seen... <laughs> was Senator John Corrin tweeted back, blah, blah, blah. I, <laughs> that probably negates everything I just said about it possibly not being a government conspiracy. Because when your government is okay saying blah, 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 when the leader of the free world is okay saying, oh, you'll be fine, just wash your hands. And he said that until... He couldn't say it anymore. You don't exude much confidence, you know, but I would say between Mark Cuban and Cardi B, I would support that ticket. Y'all laughing at me, but Cardi B is legit one of the most logic. She ratchet. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take any way her ratchet. None of her ratchet. That all stays with her, with her nine inch nails and stuff. Um, but she speaks logic. You're telling the people that not to go get tested, but every celebrity we hear, they're getting tested. She speaks logic. 
But Mark Cuban went on to say the economy is crashing and people are getting sick and dying because you two hard dicks think your agendas are bigger than the health and the future of the American people. They are not. There is no perfect deal. Time is our enemy. Get this deal done today. Oh, see, look at that. What I tell you? Breaking news, you guys. The U.S. Senate has approved an historic $2 trillion package meant to help an economy that is struggling due to the coronavirus. I told you it was going to be okay. But now let's move on to another sad note. Um, Travis Frederick. Ooh, I, I hit my little baby LeBron here. Travis Frederick has um, retired from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the reason why this is a big deal, this is a big deal for several reasons. He had a disease that... Um, caused his antibodies to attack his, his nervous system, which can be fatal if it's not caught in time. Um, thankfully in his case, they caught it in time. He had to really kind of work through that for a year and then he came back and he wrote this beautiful, beautiful, um, goodbye letter that I think really kind of resonated for, for me, because I think sometimes, especially now when we don't have sports, I don't really know what to do with myself. And I think that it's probably a hundred times worse for athletes. You know, they've been playing since they were kids and then they get to that point where you have to retire and you can no longer identify with this sport. And I think it freaks people out. I think that's why you have these people like Brett Favre who played way too long. He could have gone out on a high note, but he didn't. Michael Jordan, you know, he retired and came back and then retired and came back again. And I think that there's a side of people that they just don't know what to do after, you know, this, this lifelong journey. But in his case, he was forced to do it for a year and he came back and he played really well. Um, but he said he's, he doesn't want to play well because he was fantastic. And now he's going to go ahead and retire for the sake of his health. I think that's a beautiful thing. I am happy for him. But Cowboy fans, I know you are concerned. And I've heard you guys throw around these, these backup names. I don't think it's the same because Travis Frederick helped tremendously on that offense, uh, his ability to help out Dak and understand. I still don't think Dak is really good at reading a defense, um, but I think he got better because of Travis Frederick. So I'm not talking about somebody who can just play the position. I'm talking about somebody who's an asset to Zach because you would, to Zach, to Dak, because you would literally see him sometimes, you know, he's in his stance and he sees things in the, in the defense and he's calling it back to Dak. And I, I think that's what you need in that position. So it's an, it's an unfortunate situation for Dak, especially now that he's decided to say, mm, yeah, I'm just going to try and this franchise tag and then see what the market does for me next season. Um, this needs to be his prove it to me year. I am not on team give Dak $100 million. I know a lot of people are, but I am not. I think that it's just it's going to be an interesting thing to see how he does figuring out a defense either on his own or with just what's in his head. His head. So, but shout out to him, uh, to Travis for taking care of himself, making sure that he can be there for his family and his kids. I applaud that. I think family and health need to be our primary concerns right now. If you need to isolate from your family in order to keep them safe, do that. Um, if you are struggling to make ends meet, be vocal about that. This government needs to figure out, especially since this government is negligent in how they treated pandemic possibilities and, and, and supplies that we are supposed to get. You're negligent. Anything that's negligent in the court of law, you would have to 
pay damages out. So you need to do that. So be vocal about that. If you live in an apartment building, call your manager day in and day out. You are not the only one in that building who can't pay rent. Fun fact, if you're here in LA, there is a law that has been passed. You can't get evicted. So don't stress out. Don't sit in that apartment and freak out about things that are not going to happen right now. Everybody's going to have to figure out a way to make things okay for people who are out of work right now. So that's all I got to say, you guys. I really just kind of wanted to touch on those things and make sure you guys are not feeding into these conspiracy theories and more than anything that you are not consuming a spirit of fear. You are okay. You are going to be okay. If you don't think you're going to be okay, then follow me on all things social media at jraythefanatic, and I will tell you that you're going to be okay. And I promise you I'm going to give you new content at least twice a week, if not more. So make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube. My podcast listeners, thank you so much for hanging in there with me because I know I have just left you for so long. I am so sorry. Thanks again. Make sure you follow me every week, every morning at 11 a.m. West Coast time, 1 o'clock Eastern, I believe. Fumble Live, I will be on there. So make sure you check me out on that. And make sure you follow me and Nick Hamilton on the Opposite Reaction podcast. That comes out on every single Wednesday. Nope. Thursday. Wednesday or Thursday, depending on when we get it up. You guys be safe. Practice social distancing. And I will see you next time.